here. Hello. Awesome. Okay. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to Laura Gyre's Magical Thinking. This is Laura Gyre, and today we have a very exciting thing, um, which is the first guest who doesn't live in my house. Um, this is <laughs> Michelle James Parham. Um, Michelle is a full-spectrum community midwife herbalist on their way to becoming a family practice physician. They identify as queer, transgender, disabled, Romani, and Mizrahi. Michelle describes their spiritual self as being Buddhist, animist, witch, uh, a Buddhist animist witch with strongly held humanist values. Their spiritual and magical work revolves around water, weather, poison, intuition, divination, contemplation, and their ancestors. Michelle considers themselves in constant flux between chaotic good and chaotic neutral. Um, this is awesome. Thanks for coming, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So um, today uh, I wanted to talk about ancestor work. Um, and this is a topic that I've been thinking about um, for a long time, but also I think um, sort of putting off um, and, you know, partly that was because I, I wanted to talk to Michelle about this and I needed to figure out how to do the um, talking to someone technology on the podcast. Um, but I, that, that seems to be going. So um, the other thing is, it's just such a big and complicated topic. Um, sort of the first time that I noticed thinking about ancestor work um, was kind of noticing um, that, you know, as much as sort of contemporary witchcraft and, and neo-paganism of different flavors tend to have in common with a lot of other animist cultures, um, one, one thing that often is a really um, striking gap sometimes is, is that people, um, at least in the past, like didn't seem to talk about ancestor work very much compared to many animist cultures, you know, who, who put a ton of emphasis on different ways of working with ancestors. Um, so that's always been sort of an interesting question is, is like, why um, is that not, has that not been a bigger deal in witchcraft? I, I feel like it's sort of gaining more ground in terms of something that people think about um, and talk about and do. Um, but but also, you know, now that people are talking about it more, that can also be, um, that can also go in a couple of different directions. You know, it's kind of um, complicated because sometimes when people in the magical community um, start talking about ancestry a lot, um, it is, is actually, you know, sort of a Nazi rhetoric sometimes in terms of like racial exclusion and things like that. Um, but then on the other hand, um, it seems like people, um, sort of lefty people in magic have also finally started talking more about sort of the importance of everybody connecting to their own ancestry and just finding ways to, to work with that and bring it into your practice. Um, so, you know, I really wanted to talk about this, um, I guess because it's a subject that in a lot of ways I have more questions about than I that have really um, useful things to say about it at this point. I'm, I'm relatively new to thinking about it very much myself. Um, and I've seen over time, um, you know, just Michelle having various online content relating to 
various ancestral things. So I'm really curious um, to hear more about um, your thoughts on this topic. Um, so, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I just said cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, cool. Um, so um, to, before we really get into all that, um, can you just talk a little bit about your uh, spiritual background in general? Yeah. Um, and I have like something I want to, I mean, you brought up, you know, um, like ancestry work being kind of like a, like synonymous with, you know, supporting like not to. Yeah. Supremacy. Yeah. I have, um, like I have some thoughts on that, um, some point to, to share, but, but I'll start cool. with kind of like, I guess my background. Um, Great. so that's my immediate like familial influences. Um, I grew up in a family who around me the most were either some sort of like generic Protestant or um, Catholic, um, but no one was really that serious about their faith. Um, but I mostly was in the church, um, though I was never confirmed. Um, sometimes I might call myself a recovering Catholic, though technically I've never been Catholic. But um, I explored I explored all kinds of religious and spiritual um, paths during my teens and early um, adult years. Um, I think one of my first really influential um, exposures to something outside of um, was uh, when I was 16, 17, and 18, my midwifery preceptor was um, Cuban, and she was a practitioner of um, and her work with Santeria was integral to her midwifery practice um, within the community that she served, which was mostly Hispanic. Um, so I went to um, aspects of her practice um, regularly. Um, I found a lot of it to be relatable due to my background with Catholicism. Um, and I learned a lot just in general, um, you know, about some um, Christianity. Um, and it was also my first introduction to the idea of working with ancestors, um, aside from like, you know, saint worship and, you know, um, aspect of Catholicism. Right. Um, and I guess another like really big influence for me is um, both spiritually and just philosophically is Buddhism. Um, I was a teenager, uh, as a teenager, I studied a lot of, about Buddhism on my own, and then also through the um, Oklahoma City Temple. Um, and I think the important things I got from Buddhism was how it taught me to be alone with my thoughts, um, how to contemplate in meaningful ways, um, how to clear my mind in ways to make hearing my ancestors um, more possible. Um, mm. Yeah, and then I think witchcraft is, you know, obviously that's something I identify with and is a huge part of, you know, my like spiritual practice. Um, and I feel like it's been an ever-present thread, um, sort of like the glue that holds together. Um, mm -hmm. You know, being able to use my my will and intentions the good in my life and the lives of those who are near and dear to me is a um but but yeah I think that's the 
the main influences for me, like my background and, and influences. I've, you know, like studied and like maybe dabbled, though I hate that word, um, in various other um, works for um, spiritual practices or, you know, religions. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I feel like those are the ones who have, that kind of like had the most influence on me. So, you know, Catholicism, uh, Santeria, and Buddhism, and then just witchcraft in general. And speak about witchcraft, I don't mean um, any specific, uh, like, I'm not a Wiccan. Um, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's one. Um, uh, I am uh, a ceremonial magician, so I am very mm-hmm. um, aware of, um, you know, occult practices and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. But it's, it's not really, it's not really my thing. Um, (laughs) Um, I'm just thinking about how many of the, the witches that I, I personally communicate with about this stuff that have that overlap of like usually some kind of high church and Buddhism and also witchcraft. So there's, they they go well together. Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right, so um, just let's just jump into um, this question. Do you work with ancestors in your spiritual and magical practice? And, and if you do, like, what are some examples of um, what that looks like? Yeah, um, so I think the ancestors didn't really factor in so much to my past until maybe about a decade ago. Um, and then as a more deliberate practice, only probably like maybe years ago, um, looking back, though, I recognize that, like, my ancestors have always been talking to me and trying to show me, like, the best paths to travel, and I may not have always been listening or followed their guidance, mm-hmm. but, um, but I definitely, like, having, like, knowing what it is, I'm like, oh, I just, you know, I was not attuned to that. I was not, I wasn't hearing it. And, um, but I think that spiritual work, you have to find your own way to it. Um, you, mm-hmm. you might have guides that come along the way, but it, you know, you're ultimately, you're the one who has to do the work. And I think, I think that's the same with, you know, working with your ancestors. They're always there. They're always trying to get your attention. You just don't realize it and may not be listening or know how to listen. Mm-hmm. So example um well i think just in general being able to communicate with those who have come for me and you know hold immense or people who hold an immense wisdom um is a huge gift and a privilege um i i am will probably be forever to be able to ask like ancestors for guidance for help and for protection. Um, I mean, those are, I don't know, those are my thoughts on that. Um, kind of like what it means to me. Um, you know, what it looks like those, I, honestly, it's a lot of listening, a lot of asking questions mm-hmm. about, you know, the things that are like the big things in life. It's, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but I'll, a lot of okay. it is the big a lot of it's the big things in life 
you know, asking the questions like, mm-hmm. you know, is, is this a good decision for me? Like, is this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this stuff in, in whatever it is that I'm, 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 I'm headed towards and, and just asking for their opinion, their guidance and, and listening for that. And, and sometimes it does come like in, in the form of a voice, but it's, it's usually more just a feeling um mm-hmm. not an actual I hear a voice you know like you were across the room talking to me sort of thing but um right. some there's a few of my ancestors who um her description are not verbal mm-hmm. and I always know it's them because they kind of have like a little calling card um like they just they you know <laughs> it's it's like hey that is my great grandma who's sending me that message because no one else does that mm-hmm. thing, you know? Um, uh-huh. So, so there are those things that I recognize. Um, and then there are like really kind of mundane things that I do. Like uh, I would equate this to, you know, sometimes since you're familiar with Catholicism, um, mm-hmm. well, um, you know, there'll be something going on and there, maybe they're lost and they're looking for directions or they've lost things and they'll ask, you know, they'll just in conversation out like, you know, Saint so-and-so um, either for us or Saint so-and-so help me find my whatever I've misplaced. Um, right. I do that a lot with my ancestors too. So instead of like, you know, asking like Saint Bridget to, you know, help me get through this birth with my client or something, it's, you know, asking, uh, you know, like, my great grandmother or someone who talks to me a lot mm-hmm. own way but you know asking her like um you know I really need to get this you know to get those things done and I'm running I can't find the thing I need like help me find it you mm-hmm. know um so it's not all just like really big life decisions um you know some mm-hmm. of it's very mundane like I misplaced this thing and I can't find it help me um yeah <laughs> is that relatable to you at all yeah, yeah, that is pretty relatable to me. It's it's making me think about, um, you know, it's something that sort of came to me over time. Like my pra- my practice of various things has gotten a lot more casual. Um, but it, as suggestion that I heard recently for people just trying to get into that sort of mindset was just to kind of start talking to like things in your environment. Like one thing I I started doing after hearing that was like thanking the cats for doing a good job. And you know, it's, it's kind of yeah. different, but like just just the idea. That, you know, if you, when you have sort of, I don't know, an experience of like these different things as, as like having an active presence in your life, then it, it does kind of make sense to just um, be sort of conversational about about all those relationships. Yeah, absolutely. And well, I mean, I have a habit of doing that I mean, all the time. <laughs> the inanimate <laughs> in my house, I'm, sometimes I tell them how grateful I am. And, um, you know, (laughs) that sort of thing. So, or if I'm, you know, frustrated about something not working, you know, I will address it and, you know, be like, you know, why are, you know, why are you not working properly? What is the deal? You know? Um, So, yeah, I go around talking to things all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's interesting. Like, I guess in terms of, you know, my personal experience of, of working with ancestors, like, I don't, I don't really have as much of an experience of, I guess, individual um, personalities. Um, I haven't really felt 
that comfortable working with ancestors that I knew in life just because of weird um you know it, it's just a little weird to relate to like thinking that in life they probably wouldn't have liked that idea very much you know mm, um, yeah and so um you know so that is sort of um that's not something I've really gotten into and I feel like that's something that that kind of um held me back from doing any kind of ancestor work um for a pretty long time but I eventually started thinking of it and more as just like a general um I don't know sort of field of ancestors um yeah and I guess I I do like that's something that I, I have a lot more of like an intuitive sense of now and you know I know some people connect to you know what they experience as like specific ancestors from further in the past mm-hmm. um but I haven't I haven't really had that experience either um so that's curious you know I guess I guess for me that ancestors in particular is not usually as conversational because I don't usually feel like I'm talking to a specific person um but that makes a lot of sense um too yeah I think I think for who and was specifically was my mother's mother um and mm-hmm. uh I was really close to her um uh when I was little and like visiting her was very magical because she and my great-grandfather lived in the woods like without any neighbors and um it was it was a kind of a magical place and so I think I really connected with her in in many and then you know um what I was a little surprised honestly to to um to recognize her uh, when I started working with ancestor my ancestors um and mm-hmm. I was I was kind of a little surprised and not because I I felt like it was even something that she wouldn't have appreciated while she was alive the concept mm-hmm. um but um I I don't know I just it didn't it didn't occur to me that people that close um which I feel like is still relatively close as far as like time goes would be would be in that yeah. group of people um you know of man you know that I communicate with I figured it would mostly be people yeah. much much further back um which there mm-hmm. I, there are people that are definitely further back that I don't know and didn't have a connection. Like, I don't know in the sense I didn't have a, a chance to know them because, you know, they were long um, dead before and, and things like that. But mm-hmm. um, interesting, though, um, connecting um, across the board. Um, but I was going to say that one of the, you brought up, you know, your kind of a challenge or a block for you was um, the idea of you know, having, like, specifically recognizing that one of your ancestors might have been someone who was, that you knew in life, and that they might not have been appreciative of ancestor work, but, um, so one of my, one of my challenges was, um, not, not knowing who I might cover, or who might be there for me, because I have, Mm -hmm. like, a mixed heritage, so, Mm -hmm. like, about the time that I started doing a little bit of ancestry work, I was, oh, and I'm not quite a decade into, um, maybe like seven or eight years into doing a lot of um, like genealogy work um, and finding mm-hmm. 
about my family and um so like I needed to do that like do a complete historical and like genetic like have that historical and genetic context before trying to work with my ancestors um mm-hmm. but I didn't realize that the pro- that process itself um was kind of like my ancestors like nudging me closer to them I feel like um yeah. yeah I feel like that is kind of really ultimately what finally opened me up to the idea you know sitting down and listening so to speak um but yeah like that I, that I, I really just didn't know what to expect and I felt like I needed to have a better mm-hmm. grasp on who who I am in people that came before me um yeah yeah if that makes sense and I I think I've heard other people talk about that how they just they were drawn towards work once they started doing genealogy um yeah yeah I was just thinking about how for me it's been sort of like a you know an ongoing practice or like sort of a cycle of that you know I haven't done a ton of genealogical research myself Um, my dad has done a lot um, on our family um, but I have been been learning a lot about some of the cultures that I know I have I have relatives from and just sort of the history of, you know, places where people were and things like that. Um, and also like practicing some traditional skills um, has been part of that for me. And I kind of have felt like the more that I've done those things. Yeah, the more that I feel the influence of sort of ancestors as a as a spiritual force and then the more I'm aware of that also you know the more interested I am to sort of learn more about those traditions right absolutely um yeah that's 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 how it's been for me too I think in in many many ways um um is there anything and you can go on with that if you want but I was also that was um leading into this next question of like is there is there any particular way in which um working on that kind of thing has been valuable um or changed things for you um yeah well I mean obviously having a better idea of well I mean it's kind of a twofold you know doing the genealogy work has been really eye-opening for me so many ways like around just how weird families are and <laughs> um the general just like it's interesting to see kind of like the migration of people that came together to my being here um mm-hmm. i mean that's kind of changed a lot too just just kind of like understanding the magnitude of what it takes to get a <laughs> um and yeah <laughs> probably kind of silly but like I don't I it's not a thing I thought about um and it was just like well just go back and go back and back and back and there's people I yeah in theory at the original people and <laughs> you know, right. um I didn't but I didn't really put it in the context of oh yeah all these people had to come together and just the right way for me to to exist and right it's it's a kind of a really weird humbling thing um because i mean there were some detours along the way that could have been taken 
here. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's something that's changed me. To, I mean, like just kind of giving myself like a greater myself and um, mm-hmm. like family members who are long, you know, gone, um, you know, uh, thinking about the fact that they made the decisions that they that they did you know for there's no there's no reason to not think that those uh you know ended me being um uh you know the next in line sort of thing and you know and now like children also now have this record um that they don't like if they're ever interested in knowing you know about their ancestors and where everyone is from and all of that they don't have to do that hard Mm-hmm. You know, I can present them with my side of the family. And then my spouse's mother has done a fair amount of work on, on um, their their side of the family. Um, so, you know, it's really, it's a lot for me. It's like having that thing, that like familial information to give my kids, um, which mm-hmm. is important for me because I didn't really know a whole lot growing up. And then when I did find out things, it was like, oh, you know, we kind of, you grew up with this one story and really completely factual, but, you know, here's, mm-hmm. you know, uncovering so many interesting, like, things about my family um, and, you know, going pretty far back, it's been eye-opening and, um, I don't know, it's, yeah, like I said, I just have more appreciation for the decisions that people have made before I was even here. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know. I feel it's, you know, it's kind of just indispensable to be able to, to have that as another, to be able to talk to my ancestors and to be able to hear them in one way or another um, is, I, I mean, yeah, it's gift. Um, I don't really know what else to say about that. <laughs> um, I, other than like, yeah. yeah, like what has changed for me is, I don't know, I think I'm a better person. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, made me kind of like, um, uh, it's made me appreciate um, asking people for help, even, even like, uh, but people in general, um, asking people for help. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I am. That is not good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that um, makes sense, though. Thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that's something that's for me. <sighs> I'm just wondering, you know, thinking about that now, like how if if you there's a way, like I don't know, maybe it's different all the time, but if they have a lot of sort of advice for you, like how that generally feels, like if you know, is it something where it's you know. It, feels like a great idea or you know is it often something that's more like no I don't really want to do that oh I don't know I'm just still curious no I argue argue with my ancestors a lot um (laughs) (laughs) so here's the the thing like I um I mean you know this about me I generally speaking uh, I don't have a really good relationship with authority and people telling me what to do so <laughs> so having a whole you know, a group of ancestors who sometimes are really 
it's sometimes it's a tough love thing. So I know I think mm-hmm. you've talked about before about how sometimes when you when you have like an intuitive feeling about something and then you decide to act in an opposite or a different way, you you frequently realize yeah, um, and that you probably should have just listened to your intuition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's been very much when you know I, I put a question out there, and this is our, our our thoughts and our, our feelings about that. And I'm like, I know you're right, but I don't want to admit that you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I know I need to do that thing. Yeah, that sounds like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah to do that thing but I don't want to do that thing so it it is not always like ask a question get an answer and go on a sometimes it's yeah definitely an argument (laughs) yeah yeah well I guess that sounds like a challenge my next question and I guess maybe you talked about this a little earlier too but is whether there have been any particular challenges or questions that you've noticed um uh around working on ancestor stuff um well, yeah, like I mentioned, I personally felt like unless I went and I did some, you know, some serious um, genealogy work that I, I just didn't think it was a thing that I could really open myself up to. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I mean, that, that, that challenge. And there was also the idea that I, um, or I was concerned if I might experience um like if I was gonna have to deal with anyone who was like a really problematic human in, in real life, like when they were alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that I, uh, I guess I'll talk about that um, is, so I was concerned when I started working with my ancestors that who had been, you know, problematic people or whatever, uh, that they might be there or they might show up to like lead me something like that but um but that mm-hmm. wasn't the case um because you know I I was in those guides and mentors along the way you know um uh regarding you know how to work with ancestors and stuff it was important to learn mm-hmm. that you know I don't I don't have to invite every single one of my ancestors to the conversation um and Mm-hmm. I don't have to open myself up to bring from just everyone who came before me. Um, so mm-hmm. I, you know, been able to just, you know, to choose to only invite um, ancestors who are me in my healing um, and who want me to be healthy and are healthy themselves. Um, and so far, all of the ancestors that I have with have only wanted me to learn you know the lessons that I need to learn um and they wanted to protect me and and even a few of them who you know might not have been their best selves when they were living like I haven't had to deal with um any ancestors that may have caused me harm um when they were alive or who were um known to be like you know notorious something um uh, mm-hmm. So I haven't had to do that. that is one of the, maybe one of the things that's an important takeaway is, is to know that you don't have to open yourself up for that. You um, explicitly mm-hmm. own ancestors to the conversation who are, who are 
able to help you um, heal and able to answer your questions and who are, you know, and want that for you. Um, because I, I've heard and hesitant um, to work, you know, to, to investigate working with their ancestors because they, you mm-hmm. know, come from a family that had a lot of abuse and things and they're afraid that that's what they're going to have to deal with. Um, and that right. hasn't been my experience or the experience of a lot of people I know that, you know, do this, you know, I've been doing ancestor work for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good to hear because I have I have heard the same um, thing. So I think those are really good um, thoughts. Um, what do you think? Um, let's see. Um, yeah, what do you think about um, the idea of working with inspirational people? That sometimes sometimes people talk about like spiritual ancestors or just people who you know, inspiring people from the past who aren't actually a part of your family. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that people, people do. Um, I know as, as a transgender and queer person, a great reverence for trans and queer folks who are not here anymore, um, but who, you know, believe the past me and others Mm -hmm. to carry on doing the work that they've and so I definitely include them um you know where I'm giving things to the ancestors and things like that I always that um and something that um I that's that's a group of people I include who are not um specifically in my family um I also recognize Mm -hmm um a few saints in my work um and that you know who have shown up um and I presume you know they've shown up because of like personal um cultural significance or um just you familiarity know, um from when I was younger and Catholicism thing mm-hmm. um but um like so St. Bridget is one and who was also, you know, of midwives and a whole host of other mm-hmm. um, folks. But, um, you know, St. Bridget's a big one for me. And uh, St. Sarah called was like um, a saint um, who is associated with people. Um, and then also Our Lady, mm-hmm. uh, Our Lady of the Sea, which is just, you know, another face of Mary, um, are all kind of in, mm-hmm. in, like, part of the, like, body of entities, if you will, that I listen for whenever I ancestors, so to speak. Um, yeah, so they're, they're I, I think it's a perfectly, I think it's a perfectly fine and reasonable thing. Um, I know one of the people that I talk to on who does a lot of ancestor work is um, you know they're they're they identify as a Christian and mm-hmm. you know they talk about how they feel like they have had um, their um, like they feel like they have had various um, people um, like Mary or Jesus, or whatever, be people who have popped up in their um, work with ancestors. So I think 
for them because that's, you know, if that's part of their world and their practice. So I, I, I don't think it's weird or for people to include, um, especially prominent, um, you know, or um, things like that from other um, practices and, and religions and things. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, that is that's a lot to think about. Uh, I was just I got a little sorry. distracted. <laughs> um, whether oh no no I was that was very interesting. I was just thinking um, whether saints um, <laughs> uh, whether they have like family line you know pre- preferences also i'm just thinking yeah. about how sometimes people experiences like like nature spirits or something like that 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 will work with you know yeah. various people like in the same yeah. family line so i wonder if some of the saints yeah. might be the same way i, I mean it's, it's possible or you know i don't i think it's just also if you just i don't know i feel like if you just have that connection um I mean, if you think about it and, you know, a lot of us have, you know, people that we consider chosen family and I feel mm-hmm. like those people who are really that are family that are not, you know, family by blood or by member, I think that those are people who could, could definitely up for your, your, um, or, or even you, if they, they, you know, pass before you. I think that's a possibility, definitely. You know, people make mm-hmm. connections. Um, family is not just, uh, you know, about um, genetic material. So, um, yeah, I think I think it makes. Right. I don't think it's weird. Um, I think it makes sense. There would be people who are not related to you who show up whenever you're talking with your ancestors. Um, and I think it's. Yeah, I mean. I was gonna say. I- Oh, sorry. I was just going to say... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, I was just, you know, it's it's another one of those things that seems like it plays out in a lot of different ways because, you know, when I, people talk about that and then, you know, the way in which it feels a little weird to me is when people are like, oh, I feel like, like Cleopatra is my spiritual ancestor or something like that. You know, someone... I, there's a weird difference between like I'm going to like honor this person and like you know see if I can get some guidance from them versus like sort of you know when you have like a chosen family of people that are alive like they get to have a say in that you know um but it it totally makes sense in the way that you're talking about you know I know that I know that a lot of people you know especially like talking about like you know the queer community or whatever that's that's a thing that people mention a lot that does make a lot of sense to me um so yeah, i don't know it's I, it's I another like, just sort of interesting um it's a bit presumptuous to claim a person um like i'm thinking about like your example mm-hmm. like cleopatra i mean there's a lot of things about cleopatra that i think are um, great and a lot of things that i think are maybe not so much and i mean i guess if cleopatra showed up for me it would be great <laughs> i mean but also yeah like i'm i'm definitely not um here for you know claiming people that i i admire or uh you know or something yeah i mean if they showed up great but um yeah i think that i i know what you're saying it can be a little um uh a little tacky (laughs) um 
Yeah, but I mean, that's a good point about that, too, though. You know, it's, it's, if they do and then, you know, that's what they say. And then, you know, you also want to, you know, right. uh, be respectful right. about that. So, yeah, I um, I, it maybe like I, so I was thinking earlier. Thinking about like non people, you know, I was thinking about animals and, you mm-hmm. know, that's something I've been really careful about um, and considering because, you know, I'm not. um I'm not a First Nations person in America, and I, but I have a very strong, like, affinity for, like, raccoons, and I would say on, like, I know Mm -hmm. it's really, but I would say almost like a full level, I don't, I don't, and don't label Mm -hmm. things as, like, my spirit animal or whatever, like, I I don't even Mm -hmm. think about it in that context. But uh, I know that's what a lot of people would say, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, like, I, I mean, that's definitely like, I don't have raccoon, my, you know, uh, group of ancestors. It's not like that. Like that's more of a out in nature kind of thing. And, a you know, but, um, but I was thinking uh-huh. about that earlier. I was like, I wonder, you know, I don't really have any, at least I don't non-people or like entities that aren't like terrestrial or you know anything like that I know there are some people out there Mm -hmm. who talk about how they feel like they're um some of the entities that they're talking about whenever they're sitting and and listening to their ancestors or whatever it's not just their ancestors there's other entities from you know whatever various religions um that are like you know god um or you know deities or um mm-hmm. extraterrestrial type um beings so i don't i don't really have um, any, um that i any experience like that that i can share um, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah so that's that is an interesting um like yeah claiming claiming other people or or whatnot who I don't know though. I mean, Cleopatra is kind of a badass. I figure if she doesn't like the fact that you're claiming her, she'd probably let you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just. I guess that's a good point. You know, like I don't. I think she can hold her own. Like, <laughs> so if somebody is going around talking about how you know Cleopatra is their ancestor or whatever, um, and they're maybe not really, um, and they're you know. Um, I'm sure, sure Cleopatra can clear that up on her own. So I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. yeah. I definitely have sort of, you know, a, that's something that I do identify with somewhat because there's, there's a whole sort of particular, like, I don't know like cultural lineage i guess of like some of the practices that i do like that that can sort of be traced back through time in a way and you know i i I have a sort of weird relationship to that because i do feel like you know i experienced that as sort of like a i don't know active current of of something that i really feel like has existed over time and and certainly my sense is you know that certain people and cultures were, were tapping into it, but also, I don't know, who knows, you know? 
So yeah. I think about that a lot. Yeah. I make fun. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's part of my, my more questions than answers for this podcast, I guess. Um, speaking of which, do you have any particular recommendations for people who are interested in getting started with ancestor work or exploring it more? Um, well, yeah, so a thing I wanted to, and this brings me back to the, um, talking about, um, basically white people and ancestry work and how sometimes that's used to, you know, further a narratives that aren't so great, like white supremacy. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, so I think for a lot of white people or people with mixed heritage, um, I think one of the things is they may find that there are many generations between themselves and their white ancestors who are not of a mindset of colonizing. And like, I feel like, you know, if they're doing the work and they're going back and looking through genealogy and, and finding out, you know, who exactly they come from, I think they have to go back pretty far mm-hmm. um, to be able to find the people in the family that were before um I don't know, like split, if you will, between like being, mm-hmm. you know, various like, um, I don't know, like being um, like, like doing ancestor work and being connected to spirit instead of being like connected to whiteness. If that makes sense. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that is the thing, and that's the thing that I, you know, I have for the, you know, the 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 that are, are you know classified as white um that's the thing that I have you know been through myself is there are it, it you have to go pretty far back before you find uh, you know on paper so to speak before you find um relatives and ancestors that um you know are are before that <laughs> and um mm-hmm. being able to go back and is kind of a privilege um, because for so many people of color there's there's they don't have the proper or reliable paper trails um, of their ancestors because you know they've been destroyed or they were never viewed by their like um, oppressors or enslavers as being worthy of having that information recorded and um, so I think just being mm-hmm. able to the, the act of being able to go back and and find out you know, especially really far back, um, where you hail from and like who and, and, and all of the that you can uncover is, is in and of itself is pretty, um, like a pretty amazing, um, privilege. Um, but in doing that, I, um, came across a really great book, um, and it's whiteness is not an ancestor. Um, and it was, um, it's hmm. the book is edited the Iverson and that's Iverson with an uh, S-E-N not O-N um, yeah so um, okay. it's a really good book talking about that and talking about like how to um, like how to connect like how to find your ancestors and how to kind of connect to them uh, 
you know, um, going back far enough to find, um, you know, the people who may pop up in your and like finding out more about like those people were doing, like what were their traditions. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a really mm-hmm. interesting thing. And I think it's a, probably a really good book for, you know, white people or people of mixed heritage who are wanting to do um, both genealogy and, um, you know, working with their ancestors on a spiritual level. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's called Whiteness is Not an Ancestor. Um, cool. I will see yeah. if I can put that in the show notes. Um, and I, like, I can send you a link or whatever, too, to make that easy. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question or not. The thing that was on my mind I wanted to share. <laughs> no, I appreciate you coming back to that because um, I was yeah. going to forget, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, that that seems... I'm trying to think, you know, if, if I have any other ideas. You know, I, I really like your idea about just sort of... Um, you know, just trying to build a relationship yeah. like you would with anybody else. Um, I do off. Um, that's something that I started doing when I did, when I started doing ancestor work, which is, you know, something that mm-hmm. I heard recommended a lot. Um, and that's, you know, yeah. that's pretty easy to do. Um, um, definitely offering. Uh, and uh, even I, I sometimes uh, <laughs> bargain. <laughs> Because remember, um, <laughs> I don't like to do. Um, I sometimes bargain. Like, there's a, there's a trade-off. Like, okay, well, um, help me with this thing, and then you know, my my sacrifice or my 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 offering is, you know, um, you know, sometimes those are sometimes those are the, the same thing. One is the same as a, a sacrifice or or an offering for. Um, <laughs> helping me get my way um, <laughs> let, let me do what I want um which I mean ancestors are happy to let you do what you want you just might not always like the outcome um <laughs> but uh, at least that is it. so um but but yeah so definitely um offerings um both um tangible and intangible offerings yeah um mm-hmm. uh do you do food and, and drinks i do food and drinks too i do yeah. mostly food um, um yeah yeah like um yeah offerings is definitely something that everyone does but it's a thing that um, it just makes sense mm-hmm. and i know that in a lot of other like uh ancestor work um like in different you know cultures and things there's you know that's part of the framework is is leaving offerings for your ancestors um and like on a daily mm-hmm. you know at like you know certain holidays or certain crossroads or whatever mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i also um I'm just thinking if I have anything else to add, but I think I slightly mentioned this earlier, but another thing that I have found pretty interesting is just trying to um, learn more ancestral skills. Like I actually got started thinking about the 
lot um, when I took a basket making class um, at the end of the summer, which was it was sort of from a magical and mm-hmm. ancestral perspective. So they were sort of encouraging that kind of thinking a lot. And I don't know, you know, what specific kind of baskets my ancestors were making. Um, but, this, you know, that is a thing that is, you know, pretty right. similar across a whole lot of cultures and just really being in that process for a long time. Um, I don't know, you know, it felt cool to be able to do, but also just, I, I felt like sort of mentally and spiritually working on something like that just helped me connect with, um, I don't know, a different kind uh-huh. of like mental space or, you know, just, um, I'm having a little trouble explaining it, but just, just thinking about being mindful about being in a, a space of doing a thing that that is a thing that has been done you know throughout basically all of history um is is something that's been um a pretty useful part yeah of and that feeling that for me. that connection i'm sure while you're doing it to all of the people that have come before you that have mm-hmm. done a similar thing to what you're doing right now when you were when you were working on something. yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, yeah. And there was a way in which, you know, they were talking in that class that that was interesting to think about of just thinking about, you know, sort of human ancestry. And we all have our own specific, you know, lineages, um, but just sort of the idea of, of appreciating and connecting with, you know, the the hugely huge amounts of just humans that that have um you know gone before us and and made the present like what it is in various ways um you know in some ways that you know us having just inherited the all of that heritage um, right yeah well i mean we i feel like we have you know we and you i mean i'm sure that you have you know are familiar with like inner like like trauma and things like that that you're you know carrying around which is another thing that's talked about in that um book Mm -hmm. the uh it's not an ancestor um that's that's you know um Mm -hmm. like specifically white people and you know um people of mixed heritage um carrying around like ancestral trauma and like how start that healing process if no one before you you know started that or if they did start it you, know, you could be the person to like try to mm-hmm. to further that healing um so i think i think that that is all mm-hmm. um you know um when doing this work regardless of their ethnic or racial um uh to to consider like you know working with your ancestors is also a form of healing and um that that's part of the work and it can feel heavy sometimes um uh yeah um i think a lot could be said about that and i know we don't have time for that (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that's a whole topic to get into it sounds really interesting um but I am just noticing, actually, that Anchor is going to cut this recording off in five minutes. So uh, I wanted to ask if you have any projects going on um, that you'd um, like to talk about. Well, that relates to work. Um, I am doing a lot lately. Last year, 
year and a half, I've been doing a lot more um, exploring like um, my like Jewish heritage and like what that means to me and um, like how that can play out in my life being someone who is not um you know i'm not i'm not a like eye in the sky person i don't like think that there's a supreme being in my life and and that i need to make decisions based on how it will um so like (laughs) so in and of itself already is like a pretty awesome thing because you know (laughs) but um (laughs) because don't have to do the guy in the sky thing if you don't want to um but uh yeah so that's the thing that i've been working on um like ancestor wise um that's been really pretty pretty awesome i'm i'm actively Mm -hmm. learning hebrew right now um my phone actually gave me a little notification a minute ago being like hey do you have time to work on your hebrew um Which I will do when, when we're done. But um, in life, the rest of life, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing up a social work degree so I can go to med school and become a physician, which is, you know, after over two decades of being a med, it's kind of a weird thing, um, but a good thing. And I know I'll be able to, like, do a lot of really good things for my community. And, you know, so that's important. Um, but, um. Yeah, I mean, those are my projects. I also, at the beginning of the year, launched a Patreon. Um, I'm starting to do that. I'm getting back into writing, like, poetry and writing more, like, little memoirs from my life. Um, so those are things I'm doing. Um, I will be working on a podcast as well. I'm looking forward to launching that, like, in maybe mid-January or mid-February um sometime between like my birthday and yours um (laughs) uh, cool um I I am really excited about hearing more about those things um in the future um where could people find you online if they want to follow Um, some of your future uh, projects well I mean I'm all open if you want to in the show notes if you want to link to <laughs> i don't anything of mine but um i will update some things on my um midwitchery.net so that's m e w i t c h .net i think i spelled that right um <laughs> but um yeah. <laughs> i not loud is not my strong suit for some reason but um yeah find most of that there and they can stalk me on Facebook and, and things like that I'm, I'm pretty easy to find <laughs> awesome well we are in our last minute thank you so much for coming on here that yeah, was really interesting for, and I hope it was um, I hope it was interesting I hope it <laughs> me too bye <laughs>